It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's 7.06 here at 55 KRC, the talk station. Monday, like it or not, always like it when I come into the 55 KRC morning show in the morning and see the rundown. And Dan, FOP President Dan Hills is there, always has something very important to talk about. Dan, welcome back, man. I hope you had a great weekend and everybody's well. Oh, uh, yeah, I did, Brian. I uh, hope the same for you. And thanks for the nice words about seeing me on a lineup, or at least. At least uh, lying really well, one or the other. No, no, no. I, you, you know me. I love talking to you. And first, we, we stay up with local matters involving the Cincinnati Police Department. And you get to vent your spleen as you are. You have no reservation about doing When you see something uh, fishy going on, you, you raise it to everybody's attention over at the uh, Support the Blue in Cincinnati Facebook page. And uh, there you were again over the weekend about uh, gun laws. We don't need no stinking new gun laws. We don't need anybody, any new ones that only restrict the rights of otherwise law-abiding people. What we need are, well, judges who will enforce the law. And you sent me this way, and this, this springs from a case that you're familiar with involving um, uh, uh, this, this, this uh, 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 James Miners is the guy's name. And uh, yeah. we, you can give us the outline, but you forwarded Joe this guy's rap sheet this morning, and I'm staring at it, and I cannot believe this guy has got more than, what, 60-plus uh, interactions with the police department, been arrested that many times, put through the legal system, and a whole bunch of felony convictions, a lot of which are possession of guns under disability. This isn't his first trip down this road, and yet, tell my listeners how much of a penalty he faced after he was arrested on an outstanding warrant and found with a loaded 357 Magnum. Well, one thing I want to make clear, Brian, this rap sheet that uh, Joe has, anybody can get off the uh, clerk's website. I, um, I no longer have access to, uh, the city computers. And even when I did, I don't share that because that, that can, that can land you in jail. Oh yeah. But he, uh, um, we can all look at this and I encourage everybody to look at these, these records. So when you see that, uh, you know, whoever was locked up and and after shooting, if you see Joe Strecker was locked up after shooting, and you go to the clerk's website and say, I wonder what type of history Joe Strecker has, and you know, and go and you see that 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 he's been arrested for multiple felonies, and you see that time and time again that the criminal justice system is failing us. And and I'm tying in together one of your favorite topics, uh, Brian, is is the left and their desire to. To, to go and get our guns, it, it just proves as you see this this judge in this case that I I, I uh, highlighted and it, I highlighted because I heard from a frustrated policeman and decided to dig a little deeper is 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 that there are gun laws on the books and the the, the judges from uh, the Democratic Party mostly and the left don't even enforce these laws. So how can that be the same party that screamed they need more laws? But the punchline is. Brian, this guy with this long rap sheet that you see on the clerk's webpage there uh, got probation. And, you know, he he, he ditched a gun when the, the, the cops were trying to uh, stop him. They were trying to stop him for a menacing. He was threatening to hurt somebody. 
And so somebody that's already got a violent past, a, uh, a past with guns, um, you know, avoided the police. And they, they actually had a little video clip on the camera. They saw him ditching, uh, ditching the gun as they investigated it from a, a business. But the guy's walking around with a loaded 357 Magnum in his waistband. And, um, and, and, and that's, the, that's the, the, the problem is, you know, people who, who break the law, consistently break the law, people who are, are willing to be violent, um, the, the, the courts are doing very little to them. And, and, and there's not enough room, as I always say, in the end. And so this, this whole gun law, um, this, this, this desire by the left to have gun laws, it's such it's so phony. It's 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 designed to restrict um, the law abiding from having weapons and defending themselves. And what type of sick society wants to deny you the right to be able to defend yourself? Well, even when we're at our very best, Brian, police. That is when we're at our very best. We're we're we're, we're a couple minutes away, and so you need to be able to defend yourself when there's people out there like James Miners walking around. Uh, willing, willing to, willing to hurt people, willing to threaten people, and everything else. You need to be at least on, on even, an even line with him because nothing's going to stop him from getting a gun. Now they didn't charge him for for threatening the cops, but he did. The, 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 those charges never hold up when a guy's handcuffed in your back seat and he's threatening to hurt you. So they did not charge him with that. But this guy's saying he's going to hurt the complainant when he gets out of jail. He's saying he's going to get another gun when he gets out of jail. And he's going to hurt the cops when he gets out of jail. He says all these things. And you know one thing he said that is without doubt true. He said he'll have another gun. I bet you right now James is walking around and he's has already had his hands on a gun. So gun laws are are are, are for you, Brian. They're not for they're, they're ah. not for some other folks. Yeah, and that's so see, that's that, my that, concern. That's, that's, my that's my concern. Okay, how are okay if if they get what they want? Let's look at New York's and banning guns virtually anywhere. If you're found with a gun in one of these banned places, you're going to get prosecuted and questioned. If you're in front of one of these liberal judges and you're just some regular criminal-free guy who ignored the New York's gun laws and decided he was going to take his gun to a protest rally or whatever, you know, enjoying your uh, right to uh, peaceably assemble along with your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms to protect yourself, do you think that that person? Without the rap sheet, violating this location-specific gun law will get prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and will also go to jail and serve time under what a penalty scheme is, is created there. And they'll continue letting evil, demonstrably bad guys off because, wow, they had a hard life or something. I mean, I just worry about who's gonna, who this is going to get enforced in, against and who's not, looking at this particular case as an illustration. You know, gun laws aren't the only thing that I started to see uh, – inequity between the uh, law-abiding and, and the otherwise not-so-law-abiding. Like take take, take uh, driving under the influence. Nobody should drive under the influence. And, and by the grace of God goes me, because there's a, a handful of times in my life where I, I definitely should have drive. But, but most cops won't, won't admit that. But I, it's just something that I'm, as, I, as I grew up and became more mature, I was more and more conscious of. A drink or two at dinner, that's fine. Anything else. You know, uh, catch a cab, get somebody else to give you a ride. But if I get that OVI or you get that OVI, Brian, it affects uh, it affects our insurance. It could it could cause us huge problems with our employment because of public embarrassment and all that. But somebody who's routine, routinely been in the system, who doesn't have a driver's license, who doesn't have insurance, 
is just driving a car that they can get a hold of whenever they can. It means very little to them and their rest because there's not enough room in the end, as I always call it, for them to be uh, incarcerated for a very long time. So an OVI mean, is, 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 a, is a very minor bump in the road for them, an OVI for you or I. And again, I'm not uh, ever justifying uh, uh, drinking and driving. It's, uh, it's, it's a thing that can have horrible, tragic results. But if you or I get an OVI, I mean, it, it, it really messes up our our lives. So th- there's there, there's a lot of inequity, uh, the favorite word of the left, right, uh, the, to, between the, the people who are otherwise law-abiding and people who don't give a hoot about the law anymore. And that's something I try to tell my brothers and sisters. I'm up at a FOP uh, state conference now. They got all bent out of shape about the uh, concealed carry thing being signed. And I'm like, Listen, the, the people who would shoot a policeman don't care about gun laws. They just don't care. And you know, would would I would I rather uh, you know that uh, somebody tell me they have a firearm if they have one? Sure. But again, the person who's the person who's plotting and planning to to, to hurt me on a traffic stop is not the person that cares about the administrative process of, uh, of of the gun law and letting the police officer know. You know it's not like right. the person who's going to shoot you when you pull them over is going to go, hey, by the way, officer, I'm about ready to uh, yeah. reach into my glove box, get a gun, and shoot you. <laughs> exactly. Not, it just doesn't make any sense. And so for that, I I, I, I agreed with the, uh, the signing of, by the governor and, and the concealed uh, the constitutional carry. Uh, again, government should not be in between you and your right to defend yourself. I do believe people should go and get training. Nobody can argue that. Nobody can debate that. But I don't think the state should be around mandating uh, the the, the process in which you decide to uh, defend yourself. Well, and fortunately for the the people in Indianapolis who were not a victim of the most recent gunman up there, uh, he apparently had a long gun, killed four people, but a, a, a concerned citizen with a firearm, a a good Samaritan put that guy down and probably saved a whole lot of lives in the process. That is a yeah. I just reason. saw the headlines on that. I don't know the, the the ins and outs of that story, but yes, it sounded like there was a good guy with a gun. That's exactly what the local police chief there said. Uh, pause for a moment to continue with you, Dan. If you can hang out for a little bit more, I just kind of want to gauge your reaction on Uvalde. Uh, looks like there was a significant breakdown on that one. Three hundred and seventy-six law enforcement officers on the scene at that high school in Uvalde, and yet we still realize what happened. I mean, uh, appropriate criticism of law enforcement? Uh, is this a road we need to go down? More with Dan Hills. I want to pause and mention your wellness center. For your health, your wellness center. They've got a whole bunch of different uh, plans. 720, 55 Care City Talk Station. Happy Monday. Money Monday coming up. Brian James after the top of the hour news. Dollar extending gains. White House denying that there's even a recession possible. Biden going hat in hand to the Saudis for oil and uh, our need to teach youth about handling money. Always great talking to Brian. That's coming up. In the meantime, FOP President Dan Hills. Uh, Dan, I just wanted to get your, gauge your response. Now, when bad things happen, it's always an opportunity to learn from it. We've had a number of school shootings. We've learned mecha- mechanisms and, and ways to better lock down schools, um, taking steps to protect schools. Obviously, some states allow uh, student or uh, the, uh, the the personnel at schools to carry firearms to defend, depending upon the level of training you've had. Some do, some don't. 
Um, local school boards in Ohio now are allowed to approve whether or not that happens or not. Of course, the Cincinnati public schools are continuing to be a gun-free zone, including not allowing administrators to carry firearms. But in Uvalde, they had these lockdown procedures in place, and yet the doors were left open. And we had 376 law enforcement officers show up in response to the school shooting. And according to the new report came out, 77 pages of report mostly condemning the reaction of law enforcement. Apparently, nobody knew who was in charge. They lacked basic communications and necessary urgency to take down the gunman. 376 officers, Dan, how in the hell is that even possible? I mean, just want to get law enforcement's response to that, Dan. Well, I'll give you my response, and, and it's uh, it's one of embarrassment, uh, Brian. I, you know, I'm, I found myself along with, uh, you know, Butler County's Sheriff Jones kind of being the, 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 the main voices in, in the tri-state area for being advocates for law enforcement. And I, I love my brothers and sisters in law enforcement. Across the board, they're 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 generally very very good, dedicated people, and yeah, we have a rotten apple in a barrel here or there that that uh, that we come across just like in any profession, right? But but good good folks, and uh, and I, I'm really uh, love being their advocate. But I I don't know what to say with this one here. I'm embarrassed. I I think it uh, I think they they completely failed. You know, if this was before Columbine. I would have said, all right, you know, the, we, we, we didn't know better because we'd always been trained, you know, wait for SWAT, wait for SWAT or whatever. Right. But I like to think across the country that they have trained just like Cincinnati trained. Um, and that is when people are dying, you go towards the threat. That's what we practice. Um, and, and everybody knows it. You know, the people who responded on fifth, third, the first four or five in, there wasn't a SWAT officer among that group. And to the best of my knowledge, there wasn't one of them that had been in the military and had been a SEAL or a Ranger or anything like that. And that's what, uh, you know, I always preface this discussion with is I don't consider myself one of the bravest people to ever have put on a badge. I was on the SWAT team for 20 years, but I was a negotiator. I wasn't one of those people who chose to always be the one kicking in doors on, uh, um, you know, drug raids and all that stuff. That takes a, you know, a special type of person that just wasn't, uh, it wasn't in my DNA. But when people are dying, even if I have to get a change of pants afterwards, if you know what I'm saying, I know what I have to do. And I could not live with myself if I would have been one of those one of those policemen there. And you're you're right about the lack of command. But that's where I have a story. Again, I told you I was a negotiator for better than 20 years. When I first started on that team, there was a lieutenant in charge of SWAT at the time. He was the uh, the coordinator is what we call our lieutenant who actually runs the show and there may be a captain or a colonel that they got to get a thumbs up from um, that's on scene when it comes to doing different, you know, an assault on the uh, on a house or something of that nature. But the person who generally runs SWAT is a lieutenant. And the lieutenant at the time talked to us negotiators that were in training about if we were held hostage and statistically how long policemen last when they're held hostage. And it's just not good, right? So mm. he said, look, I'm coming for you. He said, I don't care what the captain says. I don't care what the colonel says. Um, me and some other selected people who don't care what captains and colonels says, if you are held hostage, we are coming for you. So be ready. Get ready to hit the dirt because yeah. if you're held hostage, we're coming. And so, yeah, maybe the chief there was dropping the ball. So I don't care what your rank is. Um, I, I was a sergeant the majority of my career. But some of the best leaders I saw did not have, uh, you know, any rank whatsoever. 
They were they were people who, when the chips were down, when things were going on, that had the calm, the cool, to say, follow me. And that if all those policemen were there, that nobody said, follow me. And I don't care what the chief was saying. If the chief saying, we can't go in there, at some point, I, he's, you, you turn to the, the, the other the other police officers that are there um, and, and, and say, look, guys, you, we're, we're going to have to do something. Right. And just start ignoring this, this chief and say, look, we're going to have to do something. You know, you hit the door, you go left, you go right. You, you come up with a plan. And, and uh, that plan won't be a perfect plan, but it needs to be a plan. It needs to be executed. People were dying. And, uh, you know, we as the police, uh, when I'm speaking for the police, we were wrong and we screwed up big and we should have known better. And, um, you know, again, it, my reaction is, is, is one of embarrassment and shock and just just disbelief that, uh, that they did not they did not go after that threat. Do you think um, that the, you even see, do you, I was just going to interject because I, I wanted to know if you think one of the reasons they didn't, in spite of the fact they had overwhelming numbers of officers there, there was that one officer whose wife was, I guess, the teacher in the classroom. He was talking with her. They restrained him from trying to help out. Is the overall concern there in this particular case, do you think, well, if we go in, in spite of a direct command from some higher authority, then if more children die while we are storming the room, then we, the officers, are going to get blamed for it, and that we shouldn't have gone in because we risked further injury to these children. It seems like a, a no, catch-22. No, no. no I, 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 again, I don't buy it. I, I, you know, I, underst- I understand. I think, you know, I, I talk about the uh, – um, Johnny Harris, who was just assaulted, and, and, a, and a news person tried to change my words because I said that he could have been met with deadly force. And so she's like, "You're saying he should have been shot?" I said, "No, that's that's you know using language right. to try to inflame me." I said he could have been shot. Sometimes I worry about hesitation with our officers for these one-on-one encounters and stuff like that, and policemen getting hurt because they they hold back. Because I, I I get that because you know you're going to be questioned. But you know what? If you're wondering about whether or not you're going, how you're going to get questioned, when you take an action that is meant to stop somebody from assassinating children, then turn in your badge. Just be done with. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know it's bad. It's bad out there. The reaction to the media is bad, and everything else is bad. But, but Brian, I could, honest to God, you, you talk about the worst thing of all. If I kicked in that door and shot at that guy and accidentally shot a child. I could live with that. I mean, it would be tough. It would be very, very traumatic. I could live with that. I could not live with the fact that I stood outside that door and listened to pop, pop, pop. I put hand sanitizer on my hand. It doesn't make any damn sense. It is. It infuriates me when I watch it and the, the whole story around it. I don't understand how many that how how that many police officers could stand there and do nothing. And again, I'm 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 speaking from a guy that I I consider pretty middle of the road when it comes to. Uh, to, you know, I think in general, if you if you're doing police work, you're probably a little bra- braver Brave, than your average yeah. your average Joe. No, no I'm not talking about Joe Strucker, right. of course. Um, but but uh, you know, I, I, I'm oh. I was not an Army Ranger, I was not a Navy SEAL, I was a military policeman uh, in peacetime in Germany, and and uh, uh, I don't consider myself a, a tough guy. But I'm telling you, if if if, if that's me. I'm finding four or five other policemen that want to that want to make a difference and and doing something about it. And I've also said that a lot of the SWAT people I I, I circle with, those people, the ones that did uh, kick in the doors and do that stuff all the time, 
they 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 would have thought they were born for that moment. They really do. They 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 would have believed that that was the moment they were that that they were born to to, to do that and um and and that nobody there with all those cops there felt that that was their moment. It just this shocks me and I'm I'm embarrassed. I understand that. Well, real quick here, because you did allude to it earlier, and I've heard many, many, many times over the years when I used to talk with Sheriff Neal that there is a great degree of cooperation and coordination among the various law enforcement agencies and fire departments and federal officials insofar as uh, coordinating efforts. I know it started with the Home Department of Homeland Security and terrorism, but um, can, you, can you envision a scenario where this might unfold the, the way it went in Uvalde here locally, given how well we cooperate together and the systems we have in place? You know, are you talking about a failure like that? Yeah. No, no, we would not fail like that here in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Hamilton County, our local agencies, I, I, you know, again, I don't understand what happened down there. And the reason I don't understand it is because I know it would not happen here. Good. Again, fifth, third, yeah, you got four, four, four just random cops. A couple of them have like death type jobs and they're like, oh, they're shooting people in there, and they all went in and they handled exactly. the threat. I well, mean, that's that's what I expect. And that's what I would expect, too, and I'm glad you gave my listeners comfort on that. Dan Hills, FOP president, appreciate the time you spent with us today. And uh, I will refer my listeners, since you brought it up, if you want to check the background on anybody who's been arrested and the disposition, just gone over to clerk or courtclerk.org. You can easily search the website there. And look at guys like James Miners, his long, long, unbelievably lengthy criminal arrest history, and then scratch your head and wonder how a guy like this could be put on probation. Dan, thanks for bringing this to our attention. You got more like this? Make sure you get in touch with Joe. (laughs) Don't buy the left thing that they want to make you safer by giving us gun laws. Don't buy it. Amen. Exclamation point. Great hearing from you, my friend. Stay well. 7.30 right now, 55 KRC, the talk station. And to stay well, make sure you get your... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.